Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 122. Today, we're going to be in the book of Joshua, chapter 1. Moses, the servant of God, is dead. He has now rehearsed the law to the people. You see, after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, God gave a book called Deuteronomy, Deuteronomos, the second law. It wasn't a second giving of the law. It was a rehearsal of the law that had already been given. What it was in actuality was a summary of the critical points of the law. Now, the reason this was being done is because the children of Israel had strayed from God. Not only had they wandered from the path that was the most direct to the promised land, and not only had they rebelled at Kadesh Barnea, but also now they had wandered away from God and wandered in the wilderness. Certainly, it was a metaphor and a type of those of us who go astray from our Heavenly Father. But the scripture says, when all was said and done, Moses was about to die. And God said, I'm not going to let you go in the promised land, but you can go up high to Mount Pisgah, to Mount Nebo, and I will arrange a clear day for you, and I will let you see from Mount Hermon in the north all the way down as far as you can see in the south and all the way to the Mediterranean. And before he did that, he rehearsed the law to the people. He told them what God would do, his blessings, his cursings, and he told them that when they go into the land, they could have and choose the blessing of God. Now Moses has died, and God had buried him in an undesignated grave, and Joshua was facing God now by himself. And hear the words of the Lord. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people. Go to the land which I am giving to them and the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness of this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, you see, up until the time of Solomon, they had never been able to conquer all of this land all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. This is a wide swath of land that one day Israel will retain and be restored to again. Verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them, and indeed that he did, not all of it, because they did not conquer all of it, and because they did not obey God when they got into the land. All of the people who were already there that were not destroyed, they became as thorns in their side. Verse 7, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do all according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Now, this is where we're getting to. Verse 8, 
This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous. That's interesting. This word prosperous literally speaks of discernment and having discernment and making good choices so that success and prosperity could come and that you will have good success. Isn't it interesting? When we learn the word of God and it becomes a part of who we are, it becomes the value point and the basis of values and the basis of judgment. It becomes the premise from which which all reasoning comes from. And so indeed, that's exactly what God is saying to Joshua. If you will hide my word in your heart, if you will so saturate your life with it and meditate upon it, you will be able to make good choices based upon the values that you will learn from this blessed book. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want to talk about this concept of meditation because meditation is not something that most people think it is. The word here literally means to moan, to groan, to growl. It's much like what you would hear a lion doing in the bush. And it's the concept of groaning on the inside and that coming out in some kind of utterance. It is something that is deep within. That's the concept here. It's the idea of struggle. It's the idea of something Something on the inside trying to get out and something that is has its origin from within. What God says, you need to get this inside of you so much so and wrestle with it that it becomes a groan and a moan. It's the concept later described in the Bible as a continual walking over something or rubbing over something, continue to flatten something down. It's the concept of doing something over and over and over and over again. In the Bible, we learn that it is through the absorption of truth, the obedience to truth, the taking in of truth, and then the acting out of truth that makes us to grow strong like exercise, like taking in nourishment and then exercising it out. We become strong and sinewy in our spirit and we're able to overcome. This is when we begin to take every thought captive when, when we have formed the patterns of thought that are in our mind without even thinking. And it becomes the thing that guards us from evil. You see, if you do something long enough and you think something long enough, when you don't think that, there's going to be a sense of loss, a sense of missing. When you have formed a habit, then you are doing something long enough to where it becomes a part of who you are. Someone said, if we sow a thought, then we reap an action. And that's just not the way it is. We have to sow a thought. When we sow a thought, we reap an attitude. Once we reach an attitude, then we begin to have consistent actions. When we continue to do those actions, then we form a habit. And a habit becomes part of our character. We do it without even thinking. And as a matter of 
of fact, we have to think about it. We have to ponder it if we're going to do something different than a habit that has been formed by acting out something long enough. And that's formed by having an attitude prior to that. And then that is traced back to the thought. If we're going to change our character, we have to change our habits. If we're going to change our habits, we have to change our conduct. If we're going to change our conduct, we have to change our attitude. If we're going to change our attitude, we have to change our thoughts. And the way our thoughts are changed is by transforming them by the renewing of our mind. And that's what I call scripture saturation. And so we're going to begin to learn how to saturate our minds with the word of God so that it is what we think of routinely instead of occasionally, and rather those sinful tendencies will be something that would be less and less occasional and spasmodic and not on a routine and regular basis. Well, I've already gone almost 10 minutes, and so we'll start again tomorrow while we walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.